Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up, but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yes, here we are. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire and also the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, hey, hey. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the keys to riches financial philosophy. So sixth key, we're like almost halfway. I can't even believe it. Halfway home. Feels like it was just New Year's yesterday. Yeah. And now here we are. What's the key? This is uh, hope for the best and plan for the worst. Yes, our sixth key is one of the significant keys where we talk about how to get out of our own way. Not uh, not something I paid a lot of attention to throughout my life. <laughs> I got lucky. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's just this weird thing in the universe and in the media that we hear a lot about. It's like, you know, you got to be all in. Yeah. And while that's not bad, I mean, that's great. If you think about it rationally, you should. Because, you know, if you're not going to give it 100%, then why bother? Yeah. But the problem is, is the brain doesn't work like that. Yeah. And so... You know, if we want to be effective at long-term money management and successful at it, well, we got to do what the brain does. We got to work with the way the brain works. So it's just a little bit of understanding. So we're going to unfold a lot of that on today's show. Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Moolah word of the day has to do with making money, specifically how much you get paid. And our money drama ties into this week's key, and it's dealing with the indigent parent or sibling. Hmm. And that's one of the biggest challenges. We're going to also talk about a cognitive bias that kind of causes that. We got some people close to us that are going through this. Yes. Well, I mean, just look at what I had to deal with for the last 5,000 years, (laughs) my entire life since I was 11. (laughs) 
So um, anyway, thanks for stopping by. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you. The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time. You bet. But first, moolah. Yes. Moolah word of the day. It is time. It is that time. And let's talk moolah word of the day and let's talk minimum wage, shall we? And, uh, the minimum wage is the smallest hourly wage that an employee may be paid as mandated by federal law. So I like how that's mandated because mandated says you have to do it, but we're not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Love that about the federal government. Now, now, now there's also, well, finish your definition. Okay. No. Uh, so that inflation and other factors necessitate periodic adjustments to the actual number. So that's like cost of living is that automatic? type adjustments. Is that just is that automatic? Or does no, that have it's to be? it's it's usually uh, voted on. Voted if I'm, on in Congress. you know what I mean, raising the minimum wages, and, and it's always a controversy. You know, people, yeah, and and they've got this whole minimum wage thing confused with living wage. But minimum wage was always for entry level workers, and people don't stay at entry level work. Yeah, this is the controversy that's going on now for sure. Yeah, so they, you know, people want to get paid twenty dollars an hour to flip hamburgers. Yeah, and and it was never meant for that. No, you know, and and if you want your hamburger to stay at ninety nine cents on the value menu, yeah, right, exactly, and have more than two square inches of a flipping patty. Now, <laughs> um, now the federal federal versus state always always confuses me. So there's a federal minimum wage. Right. And then but the states are allowed to change it as long as it doesn't go below that federal. Correct? Ideally, but you know here in Arizona and I don't know if it's still around now because I haven't worked in that environment in so long, but when um, when I was in high school and college, they had what they called a tipped minimum wage and it was different. The minimum wage was different for tipped employees than it was for regular ones. Oh, that's and, correct. I, and I don't know if that's still in force, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. when everybody else was making $3.35 an hour, and you, I'm dating myself by you, saying you that. You were making a buck and a half or less. 181. Yeah. 181 per but, hour. But. And I had to claim 8% of my total checks as tips. So that was assuming I was getting, you know, the, the only way to have that be profitable is if you were making like 15%. But I worked in Sun City, which is like the retirement capital of the yeah, world, everybody was or at least it was back then, you know. And so they're just like, I remember when a cup of coffee only cost me a quarter. Yeah, you got big tips there. For for 30 cents, I could get a cheeseburger and a Coke and and for 40 or for 35 cents, I could have a cheeseburger. So like I was dealing with that mentality, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm trying to charge like 85 cents for a cup of coffee back then, you know, and, and like very rarely would they give me the whole buck. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just brought you coffee and listened to your insults and complaints on the economy and inflation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just endured all that. That was worth 15 cents. Nope. It's the the over fifty fives are the ones that go to those you know places. Where yeah, that's in your group now, isn't that? Yeah, oh yeah, for quite some time now. But I don't. 
I don't venture into those to those places. You know what? So I'm 46. I'm going to be 47 this year. Wow. And I think I look better than I did back, you know, in my 20s and 30s personally. But, you know. Um, I haven't seen too many pictures. I think you've posted one. Yeah. In the. Uh, in the. Uh, did you see the one where I posted from high school when I was the, a cheerleader? The German outfit. I saw the one from uh, October. That, that was. <laughs> October Fest. Those were our cheerleading costumes. Our colors were green and gold. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a German Oktoberfest outfit. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Peoria Panthers. You were, you were all legs. Yeah, I still am. My, my body never caught up. The, my trunk is a third of my size. Uh, yeah, they used to call me ostrich and stork and all of those great nicknames. They were lovely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, so thinking that. You know, now granted, I can't touch my toes as easily as I did back then, but I feel like I look as good as I did back then. The idea of me moving at 55 to a retirement community just seems like nuts. Not going to happen. You know, it's, it's, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not going to move to a, I'm. Well, you should have already. The old folks home. Why? At your age. Yeah. I got at least <laughs> 10 more years to go. And even then, I don't want to go into one of those 55. Yeah. I mean, why would you not want to have little kids around? Kids are great. I, I don't know. I don't have little kids. Yeah, kids are great. They, I like they, dogs. I have dogs around. Yeah. I'd go live at like a doggy senior citizen place. <laughs> 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 but a people one, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving right along. Uh, so that's it for our word of the day. But let's talk about this week's key shall we? Because this is a critical piece of making things work because, you know, we talked initially about the brain and how we make decisions when we first started. Because, you know, at the time, you know, with acceptance and affirmation, we deal with overcoming denial, which is a right. very powerful mental force. And, uh, you know, um, this is, this key kind of um, rolls right along in with that as we will talk about the cognitive bias that kind of gets associated uh, with what our money drama is for today. But in Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst, you know, we hear about being all in and, you know, um, failure is not an option. And so we go forward with this assumption. So why make a plan B? I'm just going to focus all my efforts on plan A. And while that sounds great, Because consciously, that makes sense. You know, as a logical human being, that makes sense. But what do we know about ourselves? We are not logical creatures. We are instinctive, emotional creatures that use reason and logic after the fact from our poor decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all of our decisions, poor or not, I guess I should say. And so since we're we're basing our decision-making off of biological drives, if there is any disagreement between the conscious and subconscious, who's going to win? The subconscious. Yes. I would imagine. Yes, because remember, our conscious is only about 12% of our brain. 88% of our brain is subconscious. This is why our brain is basically lazy. This is why we strive for patterns. And strategies, because the faster that we can associate the neurons to create a new skill, the easier it is for the brain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we don't think about that in terms, you know, the brain is is lazy. And so economy of resources is important to the brain. It takes a lot of calories, you know, and a lot of glucose to run the brain. You know, it's, it's our, it's our mm. biggest consumer of calories really? from that point. Yeah, from that standpoint. So whenever it can save a few calories, 
it's gonna. And the reason, and, and it does that by creating patterns of behavior. So think about the first time you sat behind the wheel of a car and the fear and the panic of, oh my gosh, I've watched people do this, but I really don't even know what to do. Versus now where you can sip your triple mochaccino, non-fat, half-calf, half-decaf latte on the way to work, although you don't drive to work. <laughs> You walk to work. Every once in a while I do, but you, you know, yeah, you can. But think about the places that you go, like to the store, autopilot. So you, so yeah, you're, you're dictating text messages. You're rocking out to some tune from the eighties. You're, um, uh, driving with your knee and you're hitting your destination without consciously thinking about it. Cause you're also having, pardon me, putting makeup on, putting makeup on. I would get dressed when I was on long drives. Maybe I shouldn't admit that, but yeah, when I used to, when I was a professional speaker, uh, for, uh, this one technical school and I had to drive to like the edges of the state, which would like, could be four hours in any one direction toward, toward the border, uh, being centrally located in Phoenix, I'd put on pantyhose. That's hard by the way, especially when you don't have cruise control. You know, because now, you know, and a stick shift. So I got to watch that I don't hit the clutch and stuff like that. And I got to figure out how to maintain my speed, yeah, especially. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be bragging about this. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm still alive is important. But, uh, but see, but you know, the first time I did it, God, it was awful. It was so hard. But then, you know, I got, I was able to do it like it was nothing. You got good at it. Oh, yeah. I could look at the road and I could put on my mascara and my lip liner without missing a beat. Wow. And I mean, and it would freak out my girlfriends like today, you know, like I could be in the elevator, like if we're getting ready to get off and I'm like, oh, I better freshen my lipstick. And I could just take that lip liner and it freaks her out that I don't even look. Wow. And I'm like, well, my lips have been on the same place of my face like all my life. So... And I got to, I got to look in a mirror to floss my teeth. There you go. See, and I could do that without a mirror too, you know? So it's all about, you know, creating these mental patterns. Yeah. So, so how does putting pantyhose on while driving skillfully play into this money management thing (laughs) is what you're asking, right? You're like, why is she telling me this? Well, simply because it's about the way the brain uses information. Okay. And so while we may be focused on plan A, 88% of our brain may not be focused on plan A. It's going to be running through all of those what if scenarios because at the end of the day, yeah, we have like, there's like the, the, the fears chart, um, has gradations of fear and the, out of the six top fears, the number one fear is not the fear of death. Actually, fear of our own mortality is the last guy on the list. It's the least stressful of the top six fears. Okay. So we are less afraid of dying than the number one, which is the fear of embarrassment or what they call the fear of ego death. We are more fearful of being embarrassed than we are of dying. You know, that's why public speaking ranks up there. Yeah. You know, um, that's why the uh, fake IRS scam phone calls are so effective because, you know, when you get scared that the government's going to come after you, you're not worried about going to jail. And becoming somebody, somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend. What you're worried about is your neighbor seeing you get arrested, yeah. watching them seize all your assets. That's what you're really scared of. And if yeah. you don't admit that, yeah. shame on you because I know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we're really afraid of is, is, is not the embarrassment um, or the guilt for not paying Uncle Sam or whatever it is. It's, it's about the embarrassment. And so what happens is, so when, 
when we fear things and it's the fear of the unknown, ideally there's knowns and unknowns in our life. And so when there's an unknown, our conscious can delete it, distort it, generalize it, dismiss it, be like, whatever. But that doesn't mean it's gone. That just means your 12% isn't addressing it, but your 88% sure is. And so that's going to take away resources mentally and physically when we're focused on the subconscious level on the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is a critical key because it's those things that are going to knock our legs out from underneath us. You are listening to The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth and Keys to Riches radio listeners. Visit KeysToRiches.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So... Why is this important to us? Because all of those things that our cognitive bias of status quo says that isn't going to harm us or isn't going to affect us is really going to affect us. So um, what we know about the brain is under duress. When we are under duress or stressed out uh, or in an emergent situation, the brain rushes It rushes blood to the extremities. It cuts off the fine motor skills that that's our ability to make decisions. That's the logic and reasonable area of our brain. And what happens when that happens physiologically, you cannot think. You can only react. You can't thoughtfully respond in this situation. And the only way to react is to pull a pre-programmed pattern from our instinctive brain or our mammalian emotional brain. Okay. So we're going to do something that is either innate, like fight, freeze, or flee, or we're going to take another specific action that our behavior has been shaped because of the emotions we've experienced. And that's all we can do. Like they always, like you hear about these tremendous stories, mom rescues, you know, flips over car and rescues baby, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, uh, but that doesn't happen, okay? Because, I mean, and it's very unlikely because you do not rise to the occasion. You default to your training, bottom line, every time, okay? If for some reason you are able to rise to the occasion, it's not because you rose to the occasion. It's because your physiology didn't shut everything off. And you were able to maintain some level of composure that kept you from going into that instinctive, reactive, emotional part of your brain. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is how many people and, and how many times have you stayed in a hotel? Hundreds. Do you know what's on the back of your door when you walk in there? The fire escape instructions. Yes. It tells you what like the the posted like city tax rates and all of this stuff is and what you're like all of this, you know, disclosure stuff. And then there's this little fire escape plan. So have you ever looked at that? I've never I've I've looked at it, but I've never looked at it in a way that would would help me if there was a fire. I never took it seriously. I just kind of looked at it. Oh, here's a here's a map of the building. Okay. Yeah. But so so you've never taken and actually walked no. the path on the chart. No. And actually 
figured it out. Like no. said, okay, so the door. Have you? Yes. You do. Okay. Yeah. I like being alive. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like one of those freaky overthinker kind of people. But, but because I know specifically what happens in an emergent situation, I, I've always, you know, and I think it's because of all my work that I did for a couple of venture capitalists. You know, my job was to go in and figure out why something doesn't work. I was, des- I was sent in to break a merger. Or an acquisition. Uh-huh. That was my job. Why won't this work? And I had to always look for the flaws. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's why my, my training caused me to be this way, just naturally. Because that's the first thing, you know, whenever my husband's like talks about it, would, oh, look at this new business venture. And the first like 10 things out of my mouth is negative, negative, negative. <laughs> and it's not because I, I'm, I want to poo-poo the idea. It's just that like if You're- you overcome these... 10 hurdles that I just found in 30 seconds, then it, then it's a good deal. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, and I'm only doing it out of love and concern. Are you, are you doing your due diligence? Are yeah, you, you know, you know what I mean? And, 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 and in my mind, it's a positive thing. I'm being helpful, but it, in his mind, he's like, you're just so negative. Oh, you're a big help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, of course I do. Because I, you know, because especially because if I have valuables, like my biggest panic is, you know, my most valuable asset is me and not just me physically, but me, the content, the wisdom that I've generated, my Mm -hmm. philosophies, all of my writings. And where is that? On my computer. So I got to figure out in an emergent situation, how do I gather my stuff, you know, and get the flip out of there? You know, when I go into a hotel, I never like unpack. Like I hang stuff that has to be hanged, but like I always keep things like in that escape mode. Like, because I can control what I do in my own home, but I can't control other stupid people that fall asleep with cigarettes. Yeah. Things like that. You know what I mean? So, so I always walk the plan. And so I always set it up in my mind while I'm not emotionally engaged, while I'm calm Mm -hmm. and I mentally rehearse it and then I can physically rehearse it. Okay. So I'm going to put my stuff here in this drawer. So it can't easily be seen if just somebody walks in the room, but I know that if I hear the fire bell, I'm going to go grab this and I'm going to grab that. And then I'm going to calmly walk down the hallway where I've already mapped it out and down the stairs, you know? And, and so, and so I've already got that pattern in my head. And sometimes I like to just, you know, when I'm in, in, in stuff, you know, I always exercise in the stairs, you know, cause you don't always get your favorite piece of treadmill or, yeah. you know, cycle equipment or whatever. And, and sometimes some hotels don't have workout places depending right. on where you're staying, right. but there's always stairs if it's yeah. a multi-story building. Exactly. And so, because I've already got that habit of doing the exercise up and down those stairs, you know, I've already got, I already walked it. So it's already like walking down the stairs in a calm fashion, even though there's a fire going on, I've already got all of that pre-programmed in just because I took the time to do that. But what we need to be doing is focusing on doing that with our finances. Right. And, you know, uh, I've relayed this story on my Unlock Your Wealth radio program, and uh, I'm not sure if I talked about this before, but, you know, uh, this plays into what today's money drama is about the care of an indigent parent. Okay. Even though we don't think about our own mortality, because we have that capacity, no other animal knows they're going to die. People say, oh, the dog knows it's going to die. No, it doesn't know that it's going to die. It just knows that it's sick. And so it's going to go hide because it knows a predator will smell its weakness. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't really know they're going to die and go off. They just, they're hiding because of, well, I'm, it's the truth. I, I'm sure it is. You know, they, they said that about uh, Native Americans that they, you know. 
Yeah, well, but they'll program themselves to drop dead. At, uh, it's, that's a different thing. We, we should talk about that on a different oh, okay. show, the Native Americans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are some cultures that program when they're going to die. Wow. You know what I mean? And they just like, and they do it with their mind. It's they know a, how to do that's it. how powerful the brain is. Wow. Um, so, uh, uh, but to, to circle back, you know, what we have to do is address the things that can financially take us off of our game. And the reason why we want to do it while we're calm and while it hasn't happened is because you're silently going to be worrying about this in the back of your head anyway. And that's the problem. Because when we ruminate, even though it's not a conscious think about what we think about, we bring about. And by avoiding addressing something, it only expands. So the whole it ain't broke, don't fix it theory doesn't work. We're going to talk about that as a moneyism yeah. and, and why it's not a very good one. Um, so uh, think about this, you know, um, if you have in-laws, okay, and one of them takes ill, maybe it's not financially viable, um, they haven't properly prepared or don't have long-term care insurance to go stay at a facility, um, uh, or maybe it needs to be subsidized, um, but, you know, maybe you don't want them to live with you. And I, I've asked this uh, of my editor when he was questioning this section of the book and he was like, this doesn't make sense. And, and I said to him and I said, oh, so do you have a mother-in-law? And he goes, absolutely. And I'm like, do you love your mother-in-law? And he gets, kind of gave me this frumpy look and he goes, well, I have to say yes. But like the look said, I tolerate her because uh -huh. I love my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, so when, um, when she needs um, healthcare or some sort of assisted living and she can't take care of her or live on her own, she's coming to live with you, right? And he looked at me like I had five heads. I'm like, well, you and your wife have already talked about this, right? And Carla says that, yeah, that this is what you guys want. And he was like, uh, no. And I said, so what do you think is going to happen if you don't want her to live there? And, and, and the situation is now escalated by emotion. And he yeah. goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, if you haven't talked about it now, while you can, while she can see that it wouldn't be good for all parties yeah. to have the mom move in, if you verbally attack her and shut her down while she can't access her logic brain, what do you think is going to happen? It ain't going to be you living here anymore. It's going to be mom, even though yeah. that's not what she wants, but she's not going to be able to think straight to make that decision mm -hmm. once she's in it. So that's why we have to make that decision after it, ha after um, or I should say after we're calm before we actually become engaged in the scenario, because uh -huh. that's when we are going to be able to be our most resourceful. We'll have access to our logic brain. We won't be, um, experiencing any crazy emotions being catapulted one way or another because of what's going on. You can address it and we need to create our own financial fire escape plan. Do you, do you have a, you know, you've got a two story house here. Do you, do you have a, a financial or a, a physical fire escape plan? I, and I talked to Jennifer about it the last time you and I talked and we still don't have a ladder no. Yeah. I mean, it's just, mm. it, it just knock the window out, you know, and then you need to get like one of those cool, like slings yeah. or, th or for the dog or have a duffel bag that you, cause he's small enough. You could just throw him in a duffel bag, zip it up and lop mm. it over your back. And it, it only has to be like a cheap $5 one. It doesn't have to be some fancy deal. It just be, it has to be a way that you can safely climb down the ladder and carry your dog. Yeah. You know, but if you can't spare that few seconds, because you're like, oh my God, Heather said, oh, I could carry the dog with a duffel bag because I can't climb down a rope ladder and hold the dog with one hand and two feet. It's just not going to work. So, oh yeah, where's that duffel bag? Honey, where did you put the duffel bag? Where's the duffel bag? I'm looking for the duffel bag. Oh, pff, I'm on fire. Now I can't get yeah, to the yeah, duffel yeah. bag. I just melted. 
Sorry, I just burned to death. Yeah. So, and then bye-bye dinero. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have that. You know, we had our fire alarm go off in our house and I had already rehearsed what I wanted to do. I had already rehearsed it right when we moved in the brand new house because there was still construction going on. So there's still people smoking, doing things, you know, um, pieces of equipment left plugged in, unattended, things like that. And so I was super afraid. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I just set everything for the dog where it needed to go right by the door. And I knew that I would grab the dog because he would be freaked out by the sound. And so I would grab the dog and, and I would, I would harness him up and I have my go bag that would have extra food stored and have all of my blood sugar stuff in it and some extra clothes. And I would just walk out the door to the other side and go in the garage the back way instead of running through the house in case the fire was in the uh-huh. house. Because yep. we have wood floors, so I'm sure that the fire would just <laughs> super yep. fast. Yep. So that'll allow me. And then I have a little extra garage remote. So I could walk out, boom, open, get in my car. And so then that doesn't blow up in the fire too. Yeah. So I can get in my car and we can drive to safety. Uh, and and when the fire alarm went off, guess what Heather did while everybody else was running around? Me and the dog got out. Yeah. And fortunately, it was a, a false alarm. Uh-huh. But the fact that me and the dog got out just like we practiced, you know, everybody else would have died because they were busy trying to figure out where the fire is. And I'm like, that's not your job. The fireman will find where the fire is. Yeah, get yeah. out of the house. That's get your out, job. Get out of the house. You know, so, so that's what we got to do. We got to be thinking in those terms. It's critical that we think that way. And this cognitive bias of status quo about like, oh, that'll never happen to me. Wrong. Yeah. But what it does is it defeats your ability to succeed at plan A when you're focused on plan B, even unknowingly focused on plan B. So if you would like to know what that key statement, key affirmation, and key action item is to address your financial fire escape plan, uh, please visit keystoriches.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. For the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.